Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. We're taking you around the NBA, talking about some of the biggest news stories of the day. I guess we'll kick things off. Where else would we be? But Ben Simmons, <laughs> as the world turns, Keith, oh, I'm ready for this trade just to go down. I'm ready for this to, to happen and us to know where Ben Simmons is, because it sounds like if it doesn't, the 76ers are going to be in a real tough situation. Yeah, it's the the update from Mark Stein today of Substack now. Uh, Mark Stein updated that all signs point to Simmons is still not coming to camp when it opens next week. So players are required to report on Monday for media day in most markets. And then uh, camp opens on Tuesday for, I think every team may, there might be a couple opening a day or two later, but I think everybody's opening on Tuesday this year. So sounds like he's not going to be there and Philly is still trying to persuade him to show up. So it sounds like there is no end in sight to this situation anytime soon. There's, there's been stuff floated out there of maybe Simmons traded for player X or player Mm -hmm. Y and all that. But it, I don't want to get into it because it just seems like speculation like a lot of people have done. So it really does feel like they are uh, in this position and they are just going to be without him, and then they'll figure it out later maybe. Okay, so let's look at this from a rules perspective then. What are the 76ers' options? Let's say they want him there. He says, sorry, I'm not showing up, and he refuses to report. What can they do with that situation? Like, I mean, obviously, find him. Can you withhold uh, a percentage of his contract? How does that that work out for them? Yep, they can start fining him uh, day one of camp. He can be fined for missing media day, too. They they could make it an excused absence. I would be shocked if they do that. They have no reason to do that. So, yeah, they'll start fining him day by day. And if this goes into the regular season, he'll start missing game checks. And then that will be where it will really start to escalate from there. So he's, he's going to stand to miss a good chunk of money if he's not uh, – there when he needs to be and then kind of kind of go on and that's something that it's feasible for a period of time Mm. but once you get deeper into it then it doesn't become feasible it's it's not tenable anymore and i think what ultimately would happen too is because i've had a couple people say what if he just sits out for the whole year what can happen then is it can be a failure to render services and it essentially just means it's a do-over year next year so it doesn't even count he's still Yep, doesn't even count. Doesn't even count like he was not there at all, and and it starts to become a real mess. And that's when, uh, as Andrew Brandt, who tends to cover more NFL, says there will be lawyers. Uh, that that's where where that would happen. But for now, I guess just let's keep our eyes and ears open for the rest of this week because if it doesn't happen by this week, let's see what happens on Monday when it's media day and he's not there. Going to be interesting to see exactly how this goes down because, uh, like you said, that deadline that it's not a true deadline, but but kind of a a major moment anyway is media day if and when sure. Ben Simmons is not there. So we'll see where this whole whole ordeal goes next. Uh, the Golden State Warriors may not be done making additions, and they brought in three veteran players to work out: Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley, and Quinn Cook, who is a former Golden State Warrior. Uh, do you think any of these three guys actually make the roster or have a, a real shot at making it? Yeah, I, I'm gonna guess. No, not at the moment, mm-hmm. um, only because the Warriors already have a full roster uh, of players and they're already at um, uh, 
enough guaranteed contracts that it doesn't probably make sense. So right now they're at 16 total players plus a two-way player. So they do have three open roster spots, but those would be more of the camp variety to bring guys in. And maybe one of those guys, the idea would be bringing a, bringing in a younger guy with the idea of converting him to a Mm -hmm. two-way later. There was a lot of thought they wanted to add a guard, a wing and a big, uh, which would make sense to kind of balance out the roster and go from there. But this this is inter- it's interesting to me because it's Bradley, IT, and Cook, who are all at least nominally point guards. Their IT is the closest thing to a traditional point guard yeah. of that group, but Bradley and Cook can both Cook more offensive-minded, Bradley more defensive-minded, but both tend to guard point guards. They don't really have a true backup point guard to Steph Curry on the regular roster right now. The closest thing is Chris Chioza, their backup or their their two-way player uh, that they have signed right now. So that is a little interesting. I did have someone ask me the other day because I had said that on Twitter and someone said, what about Nico Mannion? Nico Mannion signed to play in Italy this year, so he's not coming back. Now, they do still have his restricted rights. Uh, the Warriors will hang on to those, but he's not going to be in the NBA. So, yeah, so... These guys make sense from that standpoint, but this is what the Warriors would have to do is they're already going to have to eat some guaranteed money on a contract because there are three non-guaranteed contracts right now, or at least partially guaranteed, are Damian Lee, 500000 He's not going anywhere. They're going to mm-hmm. keep him. He's been a rotation guy the last couple of years. Michael Mulder is fully non-guaranteed. He's probably going to stick around. He's also been a guy who's been there for a couple of years. And then Gary Payton II, his contract's uh, partially guaranteed for a little over 600000 So my guess is he's probably the guy on the outside looking in right now unless there's some kind of trade or something like that and then everybody else we could go through them but we're not going to those are guys that are going to be on the roster so i i struggle to see where they create the room for one of these guys and i don't think one of these any of these guys are in a position where they're just taking a non-guaranteed camp deal to come in they they're going to want a little bit more than that so Let's keep an eye on this one and see how it evolves from here. But at least they'll get a look at them in these workouts. Sounds like they're trying to design them to be five on five workouts mm-hmm. and be pretty competitive. May even include some guys who are probably already in there in the facility. So we're 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 gonna get a sense at least of where these guys are at. Isaiah Thomas, for what it's worth, Mark Spears reports says he feels better than he has at any point since 2017. So that's uh, something worth filing away, um, which is is hopefully good news. And he's feeling it. He even said he can dunk again. Wow, um, which is uh, really interesting. <laughs> well, that that's what I mean. That just the fact that he's you know five nine and and he's dunking. That's an achievement in and of itself. <laughs> but um, but that is indeed yeah, impressive. And he's five nine. Like I'm making air quotes here for anybody who's only listening because I'm not sure that I'm a full five foot nine and I'm taller than him. Yeah. I have been in a locker room next to him and I can, I'm slightly taller. So that makes it that much more impressive that he can dunk. Cause I can tell you it's been a little while since I've thrown one down, even on as much as an eight foot room. <laughs> he was, you know, I've also stood eye to eye with him and yeah, he's the only NBA player that I wasn't looking up at to interview. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but look, Isaiah Thomas, I hope this is, factual because this time of year i think we just need to put this in here this time of year is everybody has put on 15 pounds of muscle everybody is in the best shape of their lives right that's what you just hear over and over and over again but uh but i hope this is true for it because i'd love to see him continue his nba career you're right the warriors could use a point guard but might they also be interested in a center anthony slater 
from The Athletic floating the idea out there of Marc Gasol landing with the Warriors. Marcus Gasol bought out by the Memphis Grizzlies after being traded by the Lakers. Most of the news has been about him playing in Spain. Uh, but what if there's an opportunity there with, with Golden State? Is he a guy who could maybe fit with the Warriors? Yeah, I think he could. And I think he could actually maybe help them a little bit. They they got by with a less than mobile center with Andrew Bogut uh, for, for a while where they kind of plugged him in and just said, hey, hang back. And that was when Bogut wasn't really the shooter that Gasol can be. Um, I don't want to say is because mm. he struggled some uh, in that area. But yeah, I think you could do something there. And then in order to play for the Warriors, you have to be able to pass the ball. And there's one thing Gasol definitely still can do is pass from from the high post area and the elbows. You can't still uh, get some stuff out of that. So maybe that becomes something. I think Anthony Slater also uh, termed it as the Warriors were in on him before. And if Gasol kind of gets the itch to play again, maybe then he says, you know, all right, I, I want to stick in the NBA for one more year and one more run. And why not just move a little bit up the coast and go and do it with the Warriors? But Again, roster spots, another still an issue, uh, just like it was with the guards uh, there. One other interesting Warriors note that I saw, I think it was Warriors World, passed this around, one of the the, uh, uh, Warriors blogs that's out there that's been around for a very long time, was Andrew Wiggins at one point, I want to say it was last year, said there's no chance he would get vaccinated and he wouldn't have any interest in being vaccinated and all those things. And Golden State, by being playing their games in San Francisco, is one of those teams that is bound to the uh, local protocol. Well, all teams are bound to the local protocols, policies, rules, laws, whatever you want to call them. But it is that everybody's got to be vaccinated to be inside the building. So let's see where this goes. Uh, we just like we're got our eyes on the Knicks and Nets yep. in New York because they're in the you know same boat. Um, I apologize to anybody who knows this stuff better than I do if it's not exactly the same boat or well, whatever the case may be. But it is uh, it is something just to kind of keep, keep an eye on here as we we get going is, you know, are we going to see media day come around next week? And is there maybe a couple guys missing because they're not allowed to be in the facility uh, with everybody else or well, what is that going to look like? So just one of those things we're, we're going to have to get used to kind of managing. I've been thinking about it with the NFL uh, where yep. they've kind of still shuttling guys on and off the COVID lists over the first couple of weeks. Uh, the NBA doesn't have a COVID list, but it is something nonetheless to keep an eye on that we may hear, you know, somebody's out still due to COVID or uh, other reasons related, uh, not having COVID itself, but related to COVID. Yeah, absolutely. It could be a factor this season. Um, unfortunately, you know, we were hoping that obviously that, yeah. that wouldn't be the case, but it appears that this will be a, a factor to some degree. And then we'll find out what happens with, uh, with Andrew Wiggins and other players who think the way he does. Uh, we'll find out exactly how this all goes down. Uh, and we should know within, within a week, like you said, we, and that's the, the great part about this time of year. We're a week away from media day and that's when everything really picks up around the NBA. It's going to be a lot of fun, but that will also be something to keep an eye on. Uh, yep. Speaking of the Nets, Devontae Kaycock, former Laker, signing with the Nets. It sounds yeah. like he's looking for a two-way contract with them, though. Undersized, big man, hustle player. I uh, like him a lot, but uh, but it's 6'7". That's the the challenge for him. 6'7", playing the center position. That's that's pretty tough, but, uh, but does want to try and snag one of the Nets' uh, two-way spots. 
Yeah, the Nets do have one of the two-way spots filled with Kessler Edwards, who is a guy that they drafted. Uh, they, they had a couple camp spots open, and it sounded like they was going to be Tay, whoever the first couple guys to jump on them are. Uh, come on down, and we're 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 gonna move this along as a two-way competition. Uh, that there's no room on their regular roster. They've they've got full contracts, especially after adding uh, Paul Millsap and the Marcus Aldridge. Uh, that basically finished that out. It's gonna be tough for even a guy like DeAndre Bembry, who signed a partially guaranteed contract of seven hundred and fifty thousand to crack that opening night roster, uh, just because of the, their additions as they they were able to slide in there and snag a couple good veteran talents. So yeah, Kaycock will be in competition for a two-way spot uh, there in Brooklyn and not bad, right? Well, that team could just because of some of the age of some of their bigs, maybe that could be a spot where if he looks good enough in camp, I would snag that two-way and think, yeah, I might have a shot to play uh, in some regular games. It's also important to know too, Brooklyn is one of those teams whose G League team is fairly close by uh, in Long Island. So um, that is something you can can work through too. Now with New York traffic, maybe that's as far away as uh, you and I are from each other, but I don't know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's presumably uh, closer. So you could shuttle the guy over back and forth a little bit more. And that's you know just something to keep in mind as these teams continue to move their G League teams closer and nearby. Uh, speaking of the Nets, the Nets decided to not tender an offer to Isaiah Cordner. And that's um, that's something I know you wanted to address just in terms of uh, second round picks, how that all works in terms of yeah. their rights and, and all of that. Yeah. So essentially what happens with a second round pick is it really ain't a first round pick. You have to issue them what's called the required tender. And for a first round pick, that is their first round rookie scale offer needs to be the minimum of what you offer them each year to retain their draft rights. Or you need to undergo a process where both player and team agree that the player will not sign uh, with the team that off season. With a second round pick, it just needs to be a one year fully non-guaranteed contract, essentially the equivalent of a training camp deal, is what you have to offer every player to continue to retain their draft rates. Well, it sounds like what happened a few days ago, uh, the Nets and Isaiah Cordner decided, all right, you probably want to come over to the NBA or have a fair shot at the NBA. We have no chance at putting you on this roster because it's just too full. And let's do a solid by this guy. We're going to renounce his draft rights. Uh, that's essentially what happens when you don't issue, issue the tender. Uh, and now he's an NBA free agent. Now, whether he comes to the NBA this year or not, that remains to be seen, but what we could see happen is he comes to the NBA maybe next year right. or maybe later this year or something, but he'll come unencumbered because previously he would have had to come with the Nets, and clearly the Nets didn't see that. Uh, he was a guy who wasn't all that highly thought of as a prospect, and then last year started to play pretty well over in France and uh, started to look like, all right, maybe he will be something. He's six foot five, guard, good, uh, some decent ball skills so mm. maybe there there's something there uh one thing i will say is he is already 25 years or he'll be 25 so uh, at the end of november so yeah right <laughs> i know so old yeah i i uh i was saying to, to somebody earlier today i was planting bushes this weekend in front of our house i thought about just digging the hole a little bit deeper and climbing in and calling it uh <laughs> especially by the end when it was so hot planting these bushes but uh but anyway uh we'll see if if there's any future there but just kind of a cool thing that you know the nets did for him by saying hey we'll free up you know, yeah you know, and, all the best to you 
good luck finding something. And you still see players' rights get tossed into trades and things like that. Like we mm-hmm. just saw, you know, the Lakers made a trade where they had had uh, rights thrown in from uh, from Wong Zeeland tossed into a trade. They, yep. They're not actually going to bring him over, but those rights just kind of stick around. Uh, you, you have some weird stuff, too, where players' rights from like a decade ago are still sitting with, with the <laughs> More. team. Yeah, even longer than that. Which is is crazy, yeah. but uh, but kind of cool by the Nets to see them just kind of say, you know what, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna let you go, be a free agent, and let you just go and land wherever you can if you can find a spot. There is a guy. His name is. Let me make sure I get it right here. Uh, Andre Fedosov. Nope, nope. He's not the oldest one. Sorry, Abdul Shamsuddin. Uh, Providence College shout out. Let's go back to the New England days. He was drafted in 1990 the, by the Seattle Supersonics and the Oklahoma City Thunder still hold and retain his draft rights. Wow. Now, those ones are starting to get stupid yeah. and useless because the NBA put in a rule uh, about four-ish years ago that you can no longer trade the draft rights to a player who's not reasonably going to come over and considering he is 10 years older than I am. Um, <laughs> and I am 43. Uh, he is not coming to the NBA. So he's, he's 53 years old. Uh, they highly unlikely. I would say that, uh, Abdul Shamsid Dean is ever uh, going to make an appearance in an NBA game, but I guess stranger things have happened, hey. but yeah, these teams continue to hold on to these draft rights. There's a guy, Augusto Benelli, um, on the uh, the Atlanta Hawks, uh, he was drafted in 1986. <laughs> I think he is now the officially the oldest uh, retained draft right player uh, in the league. Hey, so, you know what? Tom Brady the other day trivia. said that he could see playing until 50. <laughs> so if Tom Brady can do it, then uh, I think any of these guys. Although Tom Brady also if has any this. of these guys can cook. Yeah, can come and do what Tom Brady's doing yeah. right now. Then yeah, more power to all. Them. It takes is just um, eat lots and lots cannot. of plants. And you can do that. Yep. No bread ever, which makes it even no more. No tomatoes or strawberries. That's right. That's right. Yep. Man. Yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. I, uh, I love Tom Brady, but TB12 will never be a part of my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk uh, a few other guys, some odds and ends here. Guys that uh, a lot of people have been talking about in terms of last spot on a roster somewhere. Some of these guys are getting picked up yep. overseas. So Jimmer Fredette, Air Jimmer, and, and Noah Vonley. <laughs> To the Shanghai Sharks, Keith. When I heard when I say Noah Vonley, I can't help but think back to that year's draft class when Julius Randle versus Noah Vonley was the big thing. You know, which one is going to get picked first, and Vonley's skill set and all that. But but those guys both signed overseas, so they will not be in the NBA uh, in the near future. Uh, OJ, yeah, maybe at the end end of that. CBA season yeah, that, that's possible. Vonley probably more than Jimmer Fredette. I think Jimmer Fredette's NBA career is uh, I, I don't think we're going to see it resume at any point, but yeah, may, maybe Vonley is a guy who uh, uh, could resume. We've seen guys go over there, put together huge numbers uh, in China and may, maybe he comes back, but you know, if you're Jimmer Fredette too, I wouldn't push to get back to the NBA. He's making good money in yeah. China, putting up big numbers and he is a massive fan favorite over there they absolutely love him so you know just keep keep going all over that that way keep doing your thing air jimmer um yeah oj mayo it's a blast from the yeah. past oj mayo <laughs> signs yeah. in uh in russia and then mike james who yeah. was on the lakers radar for a roster spot a guy they brought in before they signed rajon rondo uh he signs with uh with monaco 
Yeah, so uh, O.J. Mayo is going to also play with Jarrell Brantley, who was with the Utah Jazz mm-hmm. the last couple of years. They both signed with a Unix Kazan in Russia. So uh, O.J. Mayo, he is cleared to come back to the NBA uh, off his uh, two-year drug suspension if anybody wants him and uh, wants to bring him back. But uh, remember when O.J. Mayo was like the yep. like number one high school player and, and everything? So, yeah, that's how, how uh, you know life changes uh, there. But, yeah, so we'll see what – ultimately comes of that and then yeah mike james interesting he he had some contract stuff with his uh former team in russia and that's all now been been freed up and cleared up and uh instead of coming back to the nba he signed it with monaco who plays in the top league in france so well we'll see speaking of the top league in france peter cornelli uh, two-way player uh, with the Denver Nuggets this year. He's he's a guy that Denver's held the draft rights for for a while since 2016. Uh, 26 years old. He's going to actually come over. He he's about six foot eleven, maybe seven feet. Uh, he's a center, uh, but he was a guy who was drafted is one of those potential kind of guys mm-hmm. he's big he's he's long he's got all sorts of you know stuff maybe, maybe uh you know we'll, we'll we'll get him over here at some point and then it never really came together and then last year in france uh really breakout year 14.4 points per game uh 7.9 rebounds uh really you know stepped up shot 44 percent from three uh really started to look wow. like a guy he hadn't looked like before so the nuggets after bringing him into summer league three years in a row in uh 2016 17 and 18 he is now going to come over and play for them on a two-way contract nice yeah i mean hey 6 11 and 44 percent from three That'll get you a look in the NBA for sure, based on the way yeah. you know the playing style right now. So, uh, so good to hear that he's actually getting a, a full shot after toiling away in the uh, yep. in the summer league. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what what becomes of that. All right. Well, you know what? When we're looking around the league right now, we're kind of in like the calm before the storm right now, right? I mean, we're going to have all <laughs> yeah. these media days taking place around the NBA next week, and then shortly after, we're going to have preseason games starting up and all that. Right now, everybody's just kind of holding their breath and waiting it out because it's coming. It's coming. The season is almost here. I consider preseason really the start of the season. Once that starts up, we're in the thick of it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So I can't wait, Keith. We're still we're still in that range right now where it's far enough away to where it feels too far, but then when you really look <laughs> at it, you're like, it's not that far, though. I think we're at a point where we can officially like start really getting excited. Yeah, well, and we're less than two weeks out from that first yeah. preseason game. You you have to go to work a, a day before I do. That's uh, right. The Lakers open that first uh, first uh, Sunday, the third against October the Nets. 3rd. Yep. Uh, on, in the preseason, and then uh, most of the other teams get to work the next night, and it'll include the Celtics for me covering a game against Orlando uh, on the fourth. So yeah, so we're we're down to it two two weeks from today for the Celtics, less than two weeks for for the Lakers. Uh, everybody else going to be in that mix here. So yeah, we're we're doing our best, guys. We we know we're kind of scraping here, here for news, but uh, that's that's uh, the, this 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 part part of the year. But we're you know there's still going to be stuff happening and. You guys know if there is a uh, a Simmons trade to be made, we will be all over it as soon as we can be breaking it all down. That's right. That's right. We'll see if it happens before uh, before media day. Otherwise, could get a little bit uncomfortable. All right, everybody. <laughs> Appreciate you guys joining us. Make sure you do subscribe to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Don't forget to ring that notification bell as well. We can't wait for the season to start and all the coverage we're going to bring you then. Till next time, everybody. Stay safe and see you.